Hi, my name is LaShawn Thompson. I am the creator of the Freedom to Love podcast. This podcast will share the truth about relationships, love, and how to deal with the complications that often come from them. Sharing real stories of powerful women, saying yes to themselves, and getting the love in life that they have always wanted and deserve. Today, we have on my really good friend, Chris Bright. Chris, tell us about yourself. So um, my name is Chris. I'm from North New Jersey, and I basically just help people tap in with their authentic selves. And I do that by being an, an example and just tapping in with myself. So I do the things that I love. I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about the things that I talk about. You know, I'm not defined by what I do professionally. I just, I am who I say I am. And it feels, I love it here. Yes. And yeah. It's so, it's so nice to meet someone that is who they say they are, right? Because you really, mm-hmm. with social media and everything, like, things are off the side. Some, some people are not being authentic. So it's nice to have met someone on the internet because that's how I met Chris on Yo. Instagram. I mean, we were introduced to a mutual friend, but it was because of her authenticity and just how open she was on her page that I was able to join her accountability group and and have like a sisterhood. So thank you for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You're so, welcome. On on your old <laughs> bio, you mm-hmm. say that you used to, and which I'm sure you still do, you tap into their you tap into people's authentic voices so that so that they can attract their online tribe. Why is right. authentic important to you? And where's and was there a time where you weren't. So being authentic is important to me because I understand the law of attraction, right? And you attract who you are. You attract what you believe. Mm-hmm. So when you are not being authentic to who you are and to what you believe, then you can't really be authentic about what you want. And you keep on attracting experiences that leave you feeling less than, you know, and then you you get into this like mindset downward spiral because we forget. So thank God I've just been able to um, remember. I think that's what life is about, just remembering who we are and remembering what our powers are before whatever trauma made us think differently, you know, about ourselves and hurt our self-esteem or whatever people we had around us that made us quiet our voices and think that, Mm -hmm. you know, the things that we want are too much or we have too much audacity. So. I feel like in a way I've always been this way, just uh, the benefit uh, of being um, born to a single mom or my parents were 16 and 18 when I was born. So their village helped to raise me. So at a young age, I I recognize that all of these different authority figures have different rules. Mm -hmm. They have different um, views on life and God and who the creator is and what is right and what is wrong. But at a young age, I was able to to say, like, none of y'all don't know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. I've always been about figuring out well, what makes sense to me and, like, what I believe in. So, yeah, I've always been authentic. But as a woman in this society, as a Black woman, you know, in this society, I'm finally, I'm just in that sweet spot where everything just clicked. So Yeah, I think that's so powerful yeah. when you said at a young age. I was clear that they didn't know what they were talking about. Like that, <laughs> at, what age, at what age was that? Around Yo, what age? If you ask my mom, I'd probably say like five or six. Wow. Like, as soon as like 
my language became enough to communicate or just be able to listen. I've always been um, an observer. So just observing everyone, it, it wasn't that hard for me to figure it out. Yeah, and I'm sure that helps you today as well. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think is your greatest contribution to others? I think it's just impacting the way people see themselves and appreciate themselves. Like, you know, we live in this society where like social media, there's people who are like cult leaders on mm-hmm. social media and they censor themselves and everything is about them. And without them, you know, the people are nothing. And that's not who I am. I'm really, I'm someone who I lead by example. And I do that by giving my testimony. I talk on social media every single day. I go live almost every day whether I'm talking about things that are going excellent in my life or in the past going through rough times, telling people Mm -hmm. what I'm going through, how I figured it out, how I came out of it, because what I've been able to create is just my page is a a long eight year long receipt Mm -hmm. of how I took myself from ashy to classy, (laughs) but, but not even like physically, but just in a spiritual, emotional, vibrational way, how I went from, you know, looking outside of myself for validation through relationships, looking for support from family and, you know, all of these things to like now being where I'm at and like literally what I speak, I create like that is just, I wish this feeling on everybody. And so I impact people by being an example of everyone's inner power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From you, like, I feel like your energy is like, if I can do it, you can do it and do right. it. Right. I totally get that from you. Mm-hmm. Give us a backstory of the Chris you were before versus the Chris you are now. I think um, before I was just really angry. Because mm. when you, I feel like when you don't understand certain things, a lot of us were dealing with feelings that we feel so we know it's real, but mm. we don't understand why we feel that way. And, you know, just living in victimhood, being a survivor of domestic violence, being a survivor of my childhood, you know, my parents did their best, my grandparents, I had a a beautiful life in a lot of ways, Um, going to Disney World every summer when my grandparents, they they lived like 10 minutes away, being spoiled, my grandfather was an entrepreneur who literally went from zero to being able to take care of his family very well. So, you know, I was never in a situation where I was really like poverty stricken or anything like that. I mean, my mom, I lived in Newark with my mom in an apartment and she did her best to take care of me. So there's just certain things I've experienced, but from an emotional standpoint, when you're being raised by people who have good intentions, but they don't have the language, they don't have maybe the emotional intelligence. My mom, had a temper and my dad had a temper so my stepfather used to say I was the combination between a pit bull and a rottweiler so I've always had this like aggression aggressive side to me and the <laughs> as a youngster a teenager growing up you know that can come off very abrasive and I would be fighting I would be talking crazy you know whatever like I was just about that life but as I grew and as I started to look inward, you know, I got into, then, then I got into that domestic violence relationship, which I know now why, because I didn't, my energy was right in alignment with his energy because I didn't have, you know, a, the, the, voca- the emotional vocabulary to be able to, or the discernment to say like, 
this relationship makes me feel bad. Let me walk away versus like, oh, this relationship is hurting me. Let me see how I can heal him. And I went for many years trying to heal people, trying to fix people to my own disadvantage and almost costing me my life, right? Versus now, through looking inward, I understand, like, first of all, anything I experienced, I attracted. And it's not about what somebody did to me, it's what I allowed to continue to happen, regardless, even with parents and everything. You have to, when you get older, you have to create boundaries. Like, no, I know we, this was like this, but this ain't that no more. I'm different now, right? So now I'm, I'm in a place where I could acknowledge all of those things. And I could also do it from a place of compassion and forgiveness. And those two things have been a game changer for me because now I'm not angry anymore. I don't like to be angry. I don't like how it feels. I don't, I'm not in environments that require me to be hard that require me to you know like I just changed my environment and now it's lit <laughs> I love that I totally love that taking accountability and creating yes. the way you want it and how it feels I love that um what was the catalyst that made you feel like your life had to change when you had the thought this can't be it Yo. I remember, and it's so crazy, because look, let me see. Oh, I can't flip the camera anymore, but right outside my window, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the building where I used to work at. Eight, my son is 12, so eight years ago, I was working in an office. That's how I got this apartment, because I was looking out the window one day. I'm like, there's a crane in the sky. What the hell going on over there? So I walked here, and I ended up getting an application, and I've been here ever since. Oh. But Maybe like eight years ago, I was in that same office in the cubicle and I had bruises on my neck, bite marks. You know, it was springtime, so I'm in there with a scarf still, like acting like it's wintertime. And I, I just remember sitting in the cubicle and looking around, like having that, you know, when you have that moment where everything is slow, I'm just looking around. I'm like, I hate this color of this building. I hate these drop ceilings. There's barely any windows. Like, I hate fax machines and envelopes. And nothing about the environment I was in did I like. And it hit me. Like, bitch, you're a hypocrite. Because mm -hmm. how are you going to tell your son that he can be, do, and have whatever he wants in his life, but you're not doing the same thing? Yeah. And, that, like, I remember I posted something on Instagram, and I just wrote a caption about how I felt. And so many people were like messaging me that I know people was calling me off the hook all day that I know that I read your post. And that is when everything clicked for me. And I decided like, I'm not settling for shit. So I just quit. <laughs> I quit. Yeah, um, I think at that time they were trying to move to like Metro Park. So they were like, you know, I couldn't work from home. They wanted me to go there. So it was, it was like right on time. I was like, that's ironic because I don't want to be here anyway. So I quit, um, you know, around that time. And then I worked for, like, with my family's company for a few months. That didn't last long. And then after that, I just decided, like, I'm just going to figure it out. So that was eight years ago. I was 25, and I've been um, self-employed ever since. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, what were the things you did to that aligns you with who and what you wanted in your life. 
accountability, mm-hmm. always looking for it, mm-hmm. always never looking for a reason to blame someone else because when we blame someone else, what comes with that blame is we also give them power. So, you know, really like with taking my power back, it just came from what is my reality? What did I do to create this reality? What do I need to do differently to to create a reality that better suits me? That's it. So constantly rinsing and repeating that, rinsing and repeating that. And then just just having the willingness and being okay with sacrificing because I understand, you know, no risk, no reward. Um, understanding the difference between, you know, being nervous. It's okay when, when we're doing new things. You know, this is your first episode, your first... You know, it's a different, maybe in episode 20, your posture might be different. Things might just be different because you're not nervous anymore, yeah. right? Nervousness is okay because that's just, you know, something new. But there's a difference between being nervous and being fearful. And fear is the absence of faith. And when I realized that, and it's, it's not like, there's not necessarily one thing that happened where I'm like, oh, I understand life now. It's just constantly tweaking, understanding, observing applying what you've learned, tweaking some more, pivoting some more. And it's a, life is this constant, like music producers, they always messing with the levels, like always just messing with the levels a little bit until you be like, aha, this is the sweet spot. Okay. What were some action-based things you did that caused physical change? We focus a lot on weight loss, you know, in our society, which is good. What we don't do is talk about how treating our bodies better by tapping for other things in our life. Tell me your thoughts on that. So for me, you know, I was in a multi-level marketing company that sell that sold wellness products. So they're mantra one of their mantras was just like you have to be a product of the product like you have to look good so during that time I was exercising I was looking good I was upset about something that was happening in my business life right in another business I was um, a part of so I was running a lot and the running I looked good but I was running because I was angry right I was exercising also because I was this space of, of the company and I had a team that I needed to encourage to exercise too so that we could move the products, right? And so to me, it was a win-win situation. Like, okay, everybody's working out, everybody's looking good, everybody's making money, win, 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 win. But then I got to a place where I realized like, I don't want anger to be the fuel to why I exercise. I also don't want money to be the reason why I maintain how I look because you know people get caught up on the results results are cool but I think the intentions of why you're doing what you're doing is even better right so the action that I took is to take um control over why I do the things that I do my own reasoning so now I'm in a place where you know like last week I went to the gym four times and it didn't feel like you got to go to the gym. You got to lose five pounds. You got to run an extra mile. You got to do it. Like, I don't desire to be a mm-hmm. drill. Tr- like, I don't want to be Joe Jackson to myself in my head. I don't need that. I don't need that kind of energy from Joe, from anybody, and or or from myself. So exactly. taking control of the inner voice, how I speak to myself, and why why is it that I'm exercising? Not to look good, 
is to feel good and looking good is a byproduct. How was your deal old press? Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. My best friend who knows me better than anybody in the world, she's like, I have to tell you, this current relationship that you're in now is the first time I've seen you not be a nigga to a nigga. <laughs> I'm like, girl, what you trying to say? So I think that sums it up. Like in the past, I'm a very strong woman. But really, I was coming from um, a place of trying to protect myself. Okay. So my dealings with men in the past were from the standpoint of protecting myself. But the, the truth is, is that a woman only protects herself when she doesn't feel safe. So I wasn't able to then identify red flags. I was internalizing things and trying to be like, oh, if I tweak this about myself or if I do this different, this different, then this can become the perfect situation. I can thrive in this situation. We can grow to make it work. And now it's not that. It's like, what, does it come with batteries included? Does everything include it? Like, I don't need to, like, I need all the pieces in the box. Yeah. Nothing's worse than when you put together a puzzle and then there's three pieces missing. It's like, guys, so making sure that I'm counting all the pieces in the box first to see if we even have what it takes to build a solid foundation. So that, that leaves me in a very soft place. I'm very happy. I'm able to let the man be the man. And I, I used to hate when people said that, like, what you mean? Let a man be a man. I get it now. I get it now. Men and women are different and we just bring different things to the table. One is not better. One is not worse. One is not more necessary. One is not an accessory. It's just when you're equally yoked with someone, you know, then you realize like, oh my God, we, we need each other. And it's okay. I don't like that. It's like <laughs> that person. Energy. Big time. Big time. And, I'm, and I love it. I'm like, who? Who is she? Like, I, it's like getting to know myself from a different vantage point, but I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. Because it comes from a life where we have to be hard, like you said earlier, and then you can finally let your guard down, be feminine, be taken care of, be soft, and not have to worry about it. Like, where have you been? It's just nice. Yeah, I love it too. What is the best advice you would give someone that is trying to change their life? Decide. It's not that deep. You don't have to. The problem is everybody wants to know 20 steps ahead of what. Don't worry about the 20 steps. Just take what's the thing that you can do now. You, you could change your life by just doing the laundry, girl. Like if that's what is in your direct environment you you do you make a plan you do it you change it you you accomplish it now you do something else and then you do something else and then you do something else and you do something else and next thing you know you're like bitch my whole life changed and so it just takes one decision right today i went to my son is here i went to dunkin donuts to surprise him because he loves he's loved coffee since he was a kid so 
went and got him a latte. You know, we have Puerto Rican, so that's just part of what we do. We drink coffee shit. So got him a latte, you know, but when I went to Dunkin' Donuts, I didn't, go, I didn't order myself a donut. I didn't get a large. I got me a small little coffee, and, and that's it. So just making the small decisions, you don't have to deprive yourself, you know, of, of things. You just, I didn't do it, and I didn't feel like, oh, man, I can't have a donut. I'm like, yes, girl, okay, discipline, because I know what my goals are. I know what I want my skin to look like. I know that I'm getting ready for a life, life camera action. Like, there's a lot of things that are happening. So I'm making sure that I'm preparing my container, but from a grateful place, not, it's not a punishment, right? You don't have to, like, sacrifice. Yes, you can sacrifice, but sacrifice doesn't have to feel like a punishment. You could sacrifice and be so grateful. Like, if somebody told me, don't eat for a week and you'll get X, Y, Z, Every day, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm hungry. I can't eat. I'm like, girl, that's the best meal I missed. Yes. Next, so that I can get closer to my goal. So really just changing your mind and about everything, and you could change your whole life. Change your mind. Yes. Who is someone you truly admire? I admire you, LaShawn. Mm -hmm. I love you. LaShawn is so... Let me just brag all LaShawn real quick. You're so genuine and you're so sweet and you're so calm. And I just love that you are about just being better and being kind. Like when I think about you, I just, you know, think about a very kind um, person. So I definitely admire you. And I would say I admire, I'll have to say my, my grandfather. I admire, he passed away when my son was four months old. So my son, so 12 years ago, and he was just a straight shooter. I think, I feel like I'm just the female version of him because I spent so much time with him growing up because I'm his youngest daughter's baby. So I'm the baby's baby. So, you know, I was able to just spend so much time soaking up his energy. He bought me um, Hooked on Phonics when I was four years old because he couldn't read well. So his thing was always like, oh no, you got to read. He used to be reading the Bible. I have his Bible right here, actually. He used to be um, reading his Bible and he would be like, what's this word right here? And I would read the word. And he's like, what does that mean? And I would tell him, he's like, I don't know if that's what that means. Go look it up in the dictionary. He used to get on my nerves. But now I realize what he was doing, you know, like he really, um, trained me through example to just be a straight shooter, not really, it is what it is. This is the truth. I don't like, he didn't shy away from the truth, but he was also very um, charismatic and, you know, like he was the one that like, you wanted him to be happy because when he was happy, everybody was happy. And when he was mad, y'all better go sit down somewhere. Like, don't even get him started. Um, and he was a hustler and he loved his family and he was just one of one. He was one of those people, like you come in the room, he, he was six foot four at his tallest, right? He's just handsome. He just come in the room and everybody's energy shifts in the presence of a real one. So I admire that about him. And, you know, I also just admire that he's an ancestor now and we're able to tap into the energy of those people. So yeah, my grandfather, that was my best friend. That's wonderful. Thank you for saying that. And 
Thank God for ancestors. They guide us. Cheers. Bad. What is... She haven't done yet. I think just, like, support my family financially. Like, be able to say, Mom, you're 51. Mom's 50 now, but, like, next year, right? You're 51. You could retire. You, you could work, but th- the house is paid for. This is paid for. You know, she was telling me yesterday, my sister's already, my sister's 15. She's planning her sweet 16. She's 14, actually. She'll be 15 this summer, but she's already planning her sweet 16. Okay. And she wants these, like, robots, these robot dancers, and they cost $1,200. And my mom was like, she's not getting that. So, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, girl, let me get my sister two robots because that's what she, you know? Like, I want to be able to pull up and and be that big sister that people know, you know, as aunties are getting older and pe- grandparents are passing away. And, you know, I'm like, I'm like the up-and-coming OG, and I'm, and I'm making sure that I have the foundation right so that I can take care of my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that I think that most women find a boyfriend before we truly know ourselves or before we truly find ourselves. At what point in your life did you realize that you should be the focus? Um, last year, last year I went. I was, I was in um a situationship that now in hindsight I realized like oh. It was so many red flags. I was just in a constant mode of like protecting myself and not, you know, you could just feel it like, ugh, ugh, but the, they be looking so good and they be talking so good. <laughs> and you just get caught up. And there was a time where he and I, we just stopped talking. We didn't talk for like nine months. And that whole nine months, I just, I made a decision to focus on myself. I stopped. I didn't drink alcohol. Well, Towards the end, I drank alcohol after my birthday, but, like, for the most part, like, I wasn't smoking weed. I'm an avid weed smoker. I love me some Mary Jane. I'm Mary Jane's number one fan. Um, I stopped smoking weed. I became um, celibate, and I just used that time and that energy to just really focus on myself, and it was important. And then, you know, now I'm just in literally such a higher vibration i'm doing all of those things again right i'm back back to sinning but from a very <laughs> from a very from a very very happy place <laughs> you i can't with you you have an all-day child you know this right all day yeah. back to sinning uh, <laughs> What's something sinning and winning? Girl, I can't. What's something? What's something people seem to mis- misunderstand about you? Um, I think I think that some people like I'm just confident because I know things. And I'm confident because I know that I don't need, no one can get in the way of what is for me. And there's people who want you to depend on them. They want you to need their validation or to need their support. And when, when you are a giant, right, um, 
I think that sometimes people get it misconstrued and they take they take that as maybe arrogance or, you know, I was in an environment the other day where at this place where I used to work at 10 years ago. So now I'm there as a patron, just like, you know, trying to support the business and old people that were still there and still around, you know, it was just like, oh, she thinks she's better than us now. Oh, hey, superstar. Like all of these things, right? Like backhanded, not like, yo, I'm so happy for you. You started here and now you are. But just like, even one of them was like, you need to get behind the bar and get, get back to work. Like, you're not better than anybody. Don't forget your roots. I'm like, go to hell, girl. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't look down on this. I'm a, this, this is what helped me. Bartending helped me to understand people, which helped me understand myself. But I made a decision. Like, I'm not about to be pouring people's drinks for the rest of my life. Like, I'm going to impact people on a greater stage because that was my choice so I think that sometimes people get that misconstrued and then I'm just I say what's real like it is what it is and sometimes you know it can be abrasive but as I become softer and as I realize more when and where with and with who to share my truth with I realize I don't even owe everybody my truth like when I open my mouth is a privilege to experience what I have to say. And not everybody gets that privilege. Unless you follow me on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Respectfully. Exactly. <laughs> Thing that you did for yourself that you didn't know would make the biggest difference for you in life. Forgive. The biggest impact the biggest thing we think that our work is about forgiving other people is really not we forgive ourselves for even attracting them in the first place putting up with them in the first place lying to ourselves for years some people be lying to themselves for decades oh i've been married with malcolm for 60 years girl you don't like that man right like that's not a badge of honor because you stayed in a place where you were abused physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, and now you're, you have no self-esteem and you feel like you can't move on because you're too old. You know, like those, mm -hmm. that, that is my, has always been my biggest fear. And when I realized that unforgiveness is a pathway to a lifetime filled with regret, because when you don't forgive, there's certain doors, your key won't open. Yeah. The, that unforgiveness that unforgiveness key is only going to get you into low vibrational relationships. You're going to be resentful. You're going to be, your growth is going to be stunted because you're not forgiving yourself. Like we have to be okay. Forgive yourself for the decisions that you made when you were depressed. Forgive yourself for the decisions that you made when you had low self-worth. It's fine today. And, and you don't got to be like, you know, when people are like, oh, well, it took 10 years to make this mess. It's not going to change overnight. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. The hell are you talking about? It is going to change overnight because overnight, now you start looking at the mess differently. It ain't even a mess no more. All the things that I've been through, it's not even, it's all worth it. Now is just everything that I've elevated from is a trampoline to me. And I just bounce, bounce, and I'm out of here. I'm out of here at this point. There's no coming back. It's done now. Whatever. I'm not scared of anything. I could lose everything today. 
literally, and God forbid, hopefully it ain't no people that I love because people are irreplaceable. But I could give me a backpack with my passport and whatever, some Wi-Fi, and it's lit. Like, I don't really need much to be happy. So, yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, such a motivator. And you of of people living in there. What's next for you? What should be look what should we be looking out for? I really feel in my spirit I'm gonna be on television this year for sure. I'm already um recording a show. I'm about to record the second season. Uh we actually start today with some tech mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But that show has the potential to be picked up by um a TV network. So there's that. I mean, also just social media, I'm sharing more of, I mean, I'm naturally a clown, but just getting into like doing skits and stuff and funny stuff with my boyfriend because he is, um, that ain't even really my boyfriend, but that's a different topic. This is a nigga. I, uh, <laughs> we be on online being crazy together and just being our, we are who we are together and we just turn the camera on. And I love being around someone because I'm like, I'm a natural documentarian. I have over, I think 27,000 videos in my phone from the last eight years. I can, I can, and I will make, I have multiple, multiple documentaries I can make about different people that I have been, you know, just following along with in my mm-hmm. friendships and my, my romantic relationships. Um, but I guess just people could just look forward to me evolving and elevating and desiring new things. Sometimes we don't even know what we want yet. And we, so we're not getting the things because we just haven't allowed ourselves to be still enough and silent enough and to experience enough to know what we want and what we don't want. And so when people are, that's what fear does. Fear teach you out of experience mm-hmm. and experiences are what guide you. We're too afraid that something won't work out, but that's the point. Things are supposed to not work out so that things can work out. Exactly. So you can, just look forward to me being lit. That's really it. Okay. Tell the people they can find you. Um, you can find me at the hotspot iFox. No, I'm kidding. You can, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Christmas C H R I S M I S S underscore for right now. I think my TikTok is Hey Christmas. Christmas spelled the same way. I have a YouTube channel with a bunch of old videos. I have like ten thousand subscribers on YouTube. I don't even post on YouTube anymore, but I'm gonna get back to that. So you can go check me out on YouTube at Every Day is Christmas and you can see, you know, the eight years leading up to this point and, you know, on the TV near you. Coming soon. I love it. being here with me today. I Did you always have wisdom. But you're, you know, you're young at the end of the day, but you live so 33, much. baby. Thank you. So, so it's like, you can help young, you can help so thank you for being here today. Thank you, LaShawn.